just love you. We worship you. We glorify your name in this place. And so we declare today that fear, fear is not our future. That sickness is not our story. Father, that you are, you are the great I am. You are Jehovah Elohim, the strong and mighty one. You are Jehovah Sebohei, the Lord of hosts. Yes, Lord. You are Jehovah Adonai, the Lord and Master. So today we come before you. We submit to your will. We submit to your way yes, in our lives. We declare that the purpose of God, the will of God, will be established in our lives. Not the will of man, not the will of ourselves. It is the will of the law that will be established. And so today, Lord, anything less, anything less than that which you have determined, anything less than that which you have ordained will not stand in our lives. I pray in the name of Jesus that you are moving on our behalf in the name of Jesus. So we cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We bring into captivity every thought and every plan of the evil one. We declare that this is the day of our deliverance. This is the day of our breakthrough. This is the day we decree and we declare that we are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. We decree and declare that we have been created in the image of God. of the song that we sang death is not the end amen and if we understand this as Christians we understand that death is just not the end for us that means eternity is our home amen life eternal with Christ Jesus that's the promise amen so we make a statement death is not the end that's our uh, that's our confession that we know that there is life in Christ Jesus. Amen. And that we have eternal life and we have the promise of eternal life. That's why Paul would write, he says, Oh grave, where is your sting? Oh death, where is your victory? Amen. Because he understands one thing, that we are more than conquerors in and through Christ Jesus. Amen. How many of you are more than conquerors? Amen. Am I talking to a conquering generation? Hallelujah. I'm, talk, I'm talking to somebody that is saying, God, 
I am standing here because I've overcome some things. I've gone through some things that would have taken me out. But now I am standing here knowing that your God have enabled me to be more than a conqueror. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 44 verses 1 says, But now listen, Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says, who has made you and formed you in the womb, who helped you. Do not be afraid, my servant, for whom I have chosen. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out of my spirit on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. I will, I will make spring up like grass in the meadow and poplar trees by the flowing streams. Some will say, I belong to the Lord, and others will say to themselves, by the name of Jacob, but still others will write on their, hand, on their own hands, the Lord's, and, the, and I will take the name of Israel. But this is not what the, Lord's, the Lord of Israel says, the Redeemer, the Almighty. He says, I am the first and the last. A part of me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let them proclaim it. Amen. This, this is what he says. He says, let, let, let them declare that there is no one like me. Let them declare and lay it out before me. What has happened and been established by the ancient peoples and what is yet to come. Yes, I will let them I will let them foretell it what is to come. Do not tremble or be afraid. Did I not proclaim it and foretell it a long time? You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? No, there is no other rock. I know not one. Amen. That means I want you to understand this. The Bible says, uh, as God is addressing the, the nation of Israel, they, they, there was various references. Some of them says, I belong to Jehovah. Others say, I belong to the household of Jacob. Others said, I am our own. They write on their, their own. But they didn't come to the place. And God says, you've got to come to the place where you realize I am the Lord, the Redeemer, the Almighty. And then he says, I am the first and the last, a part of a part of me. There is no God. And I want us to get to that place where you say, God, it's only you in our lives. There is no other God like Jehovah. You are my God. You are my King. You are the one that has rescued me. You are the one that has delivered me. You are the one that has healed me. Amen. That nothing and no one will become an idol in my life. Nothing will replace you in my life. You are, you are the one that has drawn me. Amen. I belong to you. Amen. You've got to come to that place where you're not wavering in your faith. You're not wavering in your choice. You're not wavering in, in, in your journey. But you are clear that this is what the Lord has for you. So, Father, we come to you. And we say there is no God like Jehovah. There is no God like Jehovah. Yes, you are our God. You are our daddy. Yes, we, we call you Abba Father. 
our father that's why when you taught your 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 disciples how to pray you said our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name so today we say to Abba Father we thank you that you are God Lord Master and Savior of our lives we confess that you are Lord Master and Savior of our lives we belong to you we know oh God that you are our King and our God and no good thing would you withhold from those that love you and are called by your name. And so I pray that everything that is needed in the lives of your sons and daughters, you are releasing this morning. You are releasing this morning. Come on. Is there somebody about to receive a breakthrough? Is there somebody that has come expecting and saying, God, I'm asking you to do something. I'm here to today when you receive him he says won't I if you will prove me I will open up the heavens and I will pour you out a blessing and so today won't you just say Lord I receive this breakthrough I receive this breakthrough in, in, in your life you know the breakthrough that you are trusting God for you name it in this morning you name it before the Lord and say Lord I'm trusting you for this breakthrough in my life I made this statement many months ago and I said to you if you would get it in your spirit you will get it in your life you see because what is in your spirit your mouth will begin to speak and when your mouth begins to declare it you will begin to get it into your life and so this morning I ask you to do it in faith. The breakthrough that you trust in God for. The answer that you trust in God for. Won't you just take a moment this morning and say, God, it's done, Lord. It's done, Lord. Continue in your presence, Lord, speak to us. We, we declare an open heaven over this house and over the lives of your people. A place where you speak. We say, welcome, Holy Spirit. We acknowledge the person of the Holy Spirit that is in this place. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. 
Amen. Well, it's good to see all of you here this morning. I know some of you are going back looking for your chairs. Amen. We turned it around a little bit and some of you were going to look for your old seat. Amen. Amen. But there no names on it. It just moved around a little bit. Amen. Won't you turn around, greet somebody, tell them it is good to see them here this morning. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you glory this morning.
you Jesus right now oh hallelujah father we just honor you right now do father God what you're famous for right now oh you're working it right now God oh. there is no fear yes Lord cause I believe there's no doubt there is no Have a 
God of exceedingly. You believe this right now? More than we. While we're still in an attitude of prayer this morning, 
want to just encourage you this morning to know that God is making a way in the midst of the most difficult seasons of your life. The season doesn't have to change for God to show up. Yes, God. He's already there with you. The Bible says darkness has covered the earth and gross darkness the people. But arise shine for your light has come. In the midst of the darkness, God is showing up. Light is showing up. In the midst of the storm, there's one that is able to say, peace be still. I'm, I'm here to say in the midst of the fire, there's a fourth man showing up. And he is like the son of the living God. That even the king Nebuchadnezzar would say, didn't we throw three men into the fire? But how is it that I see four men in the fire? God's showing up in the midst of the world circumstance in your life in the situation that seems impossible to change God is showing up in that midst so father we honor you and so when we sing the song make way through the waters make way through the fires do what you are famous for God you are not only the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego you are not only the God of the disciples and Peter that was on the boat in the midst of the storm. You are our God. Yes, Lord. You are our God. Yes, Lord. And you are showing up in the lives of your sons and daughters of Potter's house this morning. For everyone that is joining us online, you are showing up in their lives. Father, I pray for those that are in hospital right now that are saying, Lord, I need a word from you. I need you to show up. Lord, you're showing up. Lord, you're showing up as Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. I thank you that there is nothing too difficult for our God. So this morning, Father, as we position ourselves before you, we are mindful of all that you do and all that you are. And so we come before you today with grateful hearts. And we say, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name. The book of Luke chapter 22, as we prepare to partake of the table of the Lord this morning, we can ask those that are going to help us to administrate the table this morning to come and help us. Amen. There'll be one team from the front and one team from the back. The ladies will start in the front. The guys can start in the back. And it says, When the hour had came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds its fulfillment in the kingdom. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and he said, Take this, divide it amongst yourself. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and he gave thanks and broke it. And he gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. But the hand of the Lord, the hand of him who is going to betray me is with me at the table. And the Son of Man 
will go as it has been decreed but woe to the one that betrays me often when we read this account we often forget that at the table there was also Judas at the table there was also someone that was ready to betray him Jesus but but the betrayal didn't stop him from partaking of the meal you see sometimes you are saying and many of us are saying we want circumstances to be perfect before we can have any breakthrough but i'm here to say to you jesus said i'm not going to stop doing the will of the father because there's some people around me that has been prepared to begin to betray me or break me down or move me away from my destiny i'm here to say to you for everyone that is waiting for a perfect moment for everyone that is waiting for a perfect circumstance for everyone that is saying there are some challenges in my life and i can't do all that god is telling me to do i'm saying to you start somewhere and there's no better place to start than right now jesus partook of the table of the lord in the midst of those that were going to betray him those that were going to deny him and i'm here to say to you you got no control of those that are around you you've got control over what you're going to do in the midst of it so don't let nobody stop you from walking into the destiny that god has for you don't let anyone anyone put seeds of doubt in your life because the destiny and the plan of god concerning your life is perfect the destiny and the plan of god concerning your life is perfect amen you're not perfect but his will he's perfect we're not perfect but he is perfect and the spirit of the lord that resides in us gives us witness that we are sons and daughters of god and if we are sons and daughters of god we are led by the spirit this morning i pray may you be led by the spirit of the lord let's just bow our heads together father we thank you for this moment like jesus said with desire i have desired to partake of this meal he knew what was coming after the meal but he was prepared to still partake of the meal i pray today father give us the strength give us the fortitude that whatever lies ahead of our lives we will not be distracted by what we cannot control but we will remain in the will of the father for our lives and knowing that as long as we are in his will it is an obligation on the father to begin to sustain us deliver us bring us through with this and so thank you for bringing us through thank you for bringing us out such that you can bring us in in the name of jesus bless your sons and daughters this morning father let there be no spirit of condemnation let there be no spirit of sin but if we come with repentant hearts before you lord you are able to forgive us and you are able to save us 
and cleanse us, the Bible says, from all unrighteousness. So today we confess our sins. We say the things that have hold, held us back. Lord, I pray remove it from us. Restore the joy of our salvation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen, amen. You're going to receive the t of the table of the Lord and we will partake of it together, amen.
refine us fire that today we pray that you will set us ablaze for you you will set us on fire for you thank you God that you are setting up our lives you are restoring us you are establishing us establishing us Lord that you are removing from our lives everything that is not of you and so this morning as we partake of the table of the Lord we say, Lord, refine us. That after we've been tried by fire, we would come out as pure gold. That today, Lord, we pray today that you would make our lives a living sacrifice. Like David said, cleanse me, O Lord. Remove from me everything that is not of you. Lord, I pray today that you will bring your people into the fullness that you have for their lives. That there will be no lack. There will be no brokenness. There will be a healing and a restoration that will come into the lives of your sons and daughters. So as we partake of these emblems today, the bread that is symbol of your body that was broken, the cup, that is symbol of your blood that was shed. We remember the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Not only did you die and also rise up from the dead, but you ascended to heaven with the promise that you are returning. And so we in anticipation and in expectation, like the scripture says, we wait for the day where we will partake of this table anew with you in the kingdom of, of heaven. So bless your people today. Whatever they are trusting you for, may they experience breakthroughs in their lives, in their homes, in their families, in their relationships, in their marriages, on their workplaces and schools and universities, in their places of business. Let them see the miraculous hand of God at work in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may partake of the emblems. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. You can just pass your cups down to the left hand side of your row. Amen. And, uh, and someone will come and collect it from you. So just if it's on the edge of the road there, they can just hold it and someone's going to come and collect it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the worship team. Uh, everyone can sit beside Cheryl. Amen. And then, uh, amen. The Sunday school may leave. Amen. 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 Everyone's wondering why I asked Cheryl to sit, stand. Amen. 
Amen. I want I want Cheryl to just share with us uh, two testimonies. Um, you know, during the time of fasting, uh, we were praying for different people, and uh, there were testimonies of God's healing upon the lives of people uh, as a result of those those prayers. And I wanted her to share it because she knows the story. And if I share it, it'll be a third person, and it doesn't come out as clear. Amen. It may come up with some additional spice, you know, in it. But uh, so I'm I'm removing the spice and letting her share it. Amen. Give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Um, during our time of fasting and prayer, there, there was two requests that I brought um, to everybody to pray for. And uh, the first person was Keegan Bauer. And he's a patient at, um, at our pra the practice that we work for. And he had an accident with a motorbike. He flew uh, into a tree and he crushed his uh, abdomen. So he was critical in hospital, and his mom came in, and uh, she was sobbing and, you know, uh, telling us about this ordeal. And at that time now, you know, we were, you know, in, in with prayer, and we were being coming to service, and I just came to the front desk, and I said, you know, Muriel, we're going to pray for him. And so I came, and I gave pastor the name, and we all in agreement, we prayed for Keegan. She showed us a picture, him in ICU with tubes, swollen, and... They didn't have much, you know, uh, hope that he'd come through. And uh, so we, we prayed and we believed and trust, trusted God. And two weeks ago, Keegan came in to the surgery in a wheelchair with his father. And I was astounded. I was shocked. And there his father pushed him in and uh, I took a photo while he was sitting unknowingly. <laughs> Because I was so excited. And then I went out to the front desk and I said, Keegan, we were praying for you. And, uh, you know, I was just so excited that what God was doing. And then he just smiled, you know, he just smiled at me. But last week, Keegan walked in. And he walked in and he brought his two children. And he came in walking with a stick. He drove himself to the surgery. And he brought his child in who was sick. And I said, God... You are awesome. You are almighty. You are powerful. Look at what you've done. And I just thank God. I know that he's going to do supernatural things in Keegan's life. Uh, I sent a message to his mom and I said, God is going to turn his life around. And she said, I'm sh can I show him this message? Because this is what we're trusting God for. The other person was um, Sameshni Reddy. And she's a friend. Um, she's my friend's daughter. And he's in Johannesburg, and he's an unbeliever. And so I brought the name to Pastor, and I said, Pastor, please pray for this child. She's, she's got uh, cancer, and she's critical. And uh, so they sent me pictures, and we've got a school group, and he sent it on the group. Uh, you know, he was just searching God in any way possible for this healing. And uh, so when I saw the pictures of this child, I was so, like, distraught. I said, God, she's Talia's age. And this is what's happening with a please, God, healer, change a situation around. And so in the group, everybody was sending a message. We're praying, we're praying, you know, service, we're praying for the child and she'll be well. And then about, also about two weeks ago, so God is just moving supernaturally. And soon after our fast as well, we saw a change. And uh, he sent a picture. And I actually took the one that he sent to us where she was lying on the bed. 
she was bent over and she had tubes coming out and she was like this. And he says she could only sleep in that position because she couldn't breathe. The second picture was she was, she was sitting in the bed upright with the nurse and the nurse was giving her a gift. No tubes, nothing. This is the God that we serve and we trusting and believing in him because the, this is an unbelieving family. So we trusting God that, and even now I sent a message to him and I said, we are still praying for her. She's still in hospital, but we are praying for a complete healing, a complete recovery because the God that we serve is doing miraculous and supernatural things. Amen. Thank you, Cheryl. Amen for sharing those words. Amen. I want you to understand that God is doing something. Amen. And, and things that are birthed out of the house and uh, out of our times of prayer, God is answering prayers. Amen. Uh, there's, uh, there's a baby, uh, Janine. Juliana Rose. We prayed for her last week. Amen. The baby was in, in ICU, uh, you know, uh, quite a few complications. This week, She's at home, amen, uh, at home, amen. And, and, and I want you to understand these are not minor things. We are seeing the hand of God. And I, what I want you to know is that God answers prayers. And for everyone that is praying, this is an, a testimony that our prayers are not in vain. So I want you to continuously pray and continuously lift up. I believe there is something that God is bringing into the house uh, an anointing that is in the house for healing and for breakthroughs, amen, in the lives of people. And uh, I, I want us to understand not to miss the season. This is not about the house. It's not about us. It's really about what God wants to do, amen. And so in this time, we want to become more and more aware of what God wants to do and how his hand is upon us, amen. God bless you. God bless you. So thank you for those testimonies. Keep reaching out. Keep praying. Amen. Keep trusting God because he's the God of the do it again. Amen. That means if he did it for one, if he did it for one, he can do it for another. Amen. I'm almost changing my language here. Amen. But if you go with me, go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verses 10. I'm, uh, I'm preaching on the theme of destiny helpers. Amen. And uh, I believe that uh, God is raising up destiny helpers. And I, I pray that you are challenged to be a destiny helper. Amen. And we're going to talk a little bit about what is destiny and what, who is a destiny helper. And I want you to understand this. Uh, if, if you missed out Wednesday night, I'd like you to go and listen to it on YouTube. You know, the church has a YouTube uh, page and a Facebook page where the sermons are there. So if you miss it out, you can just get it over there. Now, it doesn't mean you should neglect the gathering of the saints. It just means that there's an added resource. So if you miss out something, you can go and catch it again. Amen. And the reason I say this is that it's really become a powerful tool to begin to encourage us and to build us up. But more than that, I want you to understand, we, I was speaking to you about examples of destiny helpers in the scriptures. Amen. And we, we looked at several of them, we started off with Joseph, amen, and we spoke about uh, Joseph uh, 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 as being a destiny helper to the, to, to, to the butler, and how in turn his destiny is also unleashed. So sometimes understand 
that it's not only that you are helping someone else into their destiny. By helping others into their destiny, you can be released into your own. And so it breaks that spirit of selfishness where we feel like we want to get to a point only on our own. But we have to realize that as we help others, God will use them in turn to help you. Amen. So, so this is a powerful lesson for us. But then we looked at several other cases. We looked at Jethro, the father-in-law of Moses, how he released Moses into his destiny by, by encouraging him to appoint others. And, and, he, and Moses, under that advice, appointed 70 others. That means in order to fulfill the plan of God, there is much that we all have to do. Okay, so in understanding that, how the maid in the house of Naaman becomes a destiny helper to Naaman. That I want you to understand, this is not about a job portfolio and your prominence or your affluence that will begin to make you a destiny helper. You don't have to have all the resources to be a destiny helper. All you got to do is have the word of the Lord in your heart and in your mouth and begin to release it. You can become a destiny helper. So that's a powerful, powerful word. And then you have the Shunammite woman, how Elisha will be a destiny helper to the Shunammite in the fact that he will come into her home. She will make room for him. He will come into the home, bless her with a child that she never thought she would have. Amen. There is another account of a destiny helper. And so we, we understand that there are several accounts in scriptures of destiny helpers. But I want to talk to you about, in, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, verses 2, that in the house of David, we encounter that David had a servant by the name of Ziba. And Ziba was one of the servants in the household of Saul, King Saul. And he, he called, David calls Ziba and he asks him, is there anyone left in the house of Saul that I can do good for? And, and, and so uh, Ziba begins to reaffirm his allegiance initially to, to, to David, that he says, I am your servant. And then he comes to him and he asks him some, some questions. Now, I want you to understand why this is a very important part. Destiny helpers are assigned to you. That means you do not have to cajole, you do not have to coax, you don't have to manipulate, you don't have to try and capture the attention of somebody so that they can become a destiny helper in your life. Sometimes some of us feel if I'm around somebody enough, they will do something for me. You know this and I know this. It's not what do you know, it's who you know. I do not know whether you said it also. It's not what you know, it's who you know. You know today, pastor, it's not what you know, it's who you know. You know, like someone is saying, no, 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 destiny helpers are assigned to you. Every other helper, you go and enlist. And if it is a, a relationship based out of the flesh, it's a relationship that will not mature spiritually. And it will carry with it 
fleshly challenges. It will carry with it fleshly elements. And if you connect to somebody in the flesh, you're going to sustain it in the flesh. So I want you to understand, destiny helpers are people that are assigned to you. God has already prepared somebody who has been assigned to you to be a destiny helper. You got to trust God that it will be birthed out of a divine encounter. If you would get this in your spirit, if you would get this in your life, that there is no casual relationships. There's no, there's nothing that just happens. That God is deliberately orchestrating relationships in your life in order that he can move you to the place that he wants you to be. That God is, is, is going to help you to be able to have conversations with people that will begin to bring you into favor and you didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to pay a bribe. You didn't have to buy something. You didn't have to give a gift. Amen. I pray that that culture will be broken because that's a wrong destiny helper. The right destiny helper is a person that comes into your life and they say, I, I, there's something about you. There's something that you carry. There's something about that is in your spirit that I, that I see the hand of the Lord upon you. And that's why I'm doing this. I don't have to understand it in the natural. I'm here to say to you, some of you have been trying to manipulate things on the natural level. Some of you think even if I follow the process, certain things are going to happen. The Bible says promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west. It comes from the Lord. And when you are the son and a daughter of God, you can have and walk and live in the commanded blessings of God for your life. Not on the blessing that somebody else has given you, but on the commanded blessing that God has assigned for your life. Come on, somebody. I want you to understand this. Destiny helpers don't say you owe me something. It's not you do something for me and I do something for you. You scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. I don't want nobody scratching my back. Some people got no business near you. Come on. You got to understand this. Because otherwise we will walk into something that we... Remember, if your heart desires something enough, it can convince your mind. And eventually convince you that this is the right thing to do. Be careful. The Bible says the heart of man is deceitful above all things. How many of you have sometimes willed certain things into existence? And then you have to live with it. Someone came to me and said the heart wants what the heart wants, pastor. Doesn't make sense. The heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah, but sometimes the heart will get you in trouble. Let everything in your life be born out of the spirit. Because the Lord, the Bible says, the spirit searches the deep things of God. It knows the perfect will of God concerning your life. That means sometimes the, 
the heartbreak, you won't be the heartbreak kid. You won't be the heartbroken one because it's led by the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord will bring the right person into your life. Amen? God will do the right things in your life. Bring the right relationships in your life. The Bible says that in, in the book of, of Second Samuel, the whole account, David would encounter, speak to Ziba. Ziba says, yes, there is a son of Jonathan that has survived. And he's in the house of, of Makir. But he has become disabled. I want you to understand this whole account. In the time of war, the, 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 the servant that was looking after, uh, after Mephibosheth was carrying him and running when, when the house of, of Saul was being attacked. And in the, in the journey, she dropped him. And she dropped him, and we know the account, and it's been preached many times, and when she dropped him, he became crippled. And sometimes, some of us in our lives have become crippled because the people that we put our trust in dropped us. And some of us have become bitter because of some people that have dropped us. Some of us are not moving in our lives forward because we are still bitter about those that have dropped us, hurt us. Some of us are living, but we're bitter. And we're bitter because we, we, we feel we are in the situation not because of anything of ourselves. We are in the situation because somebody that we put our trust in dropped us. It could have even been a pastor that dropped you. It could have been somebody at church that dropped you. And some of us sit in the church, but we have bitterness. And sometimes when you talk about being aligned to the man of God and being aligned to the vision of the house, when you talk about that, you, the bitterness emerges and you resist it. Because you're not over the hurt. But I'm here to say to you, there's an anointing coming like the anointing of David that came to break that spirit of bitterness and brokenness over the life of Mephibosheth. He says, bring, bring Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth was concerned as to why David would want him. Remember, this was the order of the day in the past. When a king took over, he would annihilate the entire family of the previous king. And the reason being is that none of them will rise up against the, the current king. And so they would do it. You, if you even ever studied uh, history, you would know the same thing that happened in, 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 in African tradition, even amongst the Zulu king. When, when, when King Shaka would die, they would, even King Dangan would die, they, they would bury the people that were, were closest to him with him. So that they won't arise up against somebody else in defending a previous king. This is a very important thing. So when Mephibosheth is summoned to the, uh, to the palace of David, he is concerned for his life. But when he comes in, David says to him, that which was belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and to your father, Jonathan, I restore all of it to you. 
And not only do I restore it to you, but you have the right to sit at the king's table and eat of the king's table. Amen. And this is what he says. It is because of my covenant with your father. Because of my promise to your father, this will be done for you. There are some things that are going to come into your life. Because you're, you're, the one that has walked before you paved the way. I want you to understand this today. That, that, that don't be afraid to sow something for the next generation. Because you do not know how it will come. And you do not know when it will come, but it will surely come to pass that the covenant that has been birthed, the seed that has been sown in by one generation, the next generation will walk into the favor of God and into a blessing that they didn't even expect. Even when they thought they were forgotten, God will begin to remember, bring to remembrance like he brought to the remembrance of David that there is somebody that good needs to be done for. There's a covenant that you entered into that needs to be fulfilled and I'm here today that saying God is going to remember you Amen. there are generations that have gone before us some relationships that are not even our own that will eventually become the catalyst that will release us into our own blessing I'm here to say to you today, sow seeds for the future. Sow seeds for the next generation. They, they, they may not understand it. They may not know about it. But I'm here to say to you that there's a blessing that is coming to some of you that you didn't even deserve. Some of you are walking into favor. Some of our children are experiencing success and favor. Not because they are the brightest. Not because they are the best. But because somebody before them laid a foundation. Someone before them had faith to believe. Someone other had to pay the price remember Jonathan was prepared to walk away from the kingdom understand this you, you won't understand the price that Jonathan Jonathan says you are the one that God has raised to be in the seat of kingship he, he, he went against his own father for David because he saw in David what was not in him. He was the biological heir. But he understood this was not a biological thing. This was a God thing. God's hand was upon David. I want you to understand. Move beyond your biological alignments. And come to the place where you realize there's a God thing. There's a hand of God that is upon somebody. And when Jonathan realized it. He created the space for God to do something in the life of his son. Jonathan didn't know what was going to befall the family. He didn't do it out of a sense of knowing we are threatened. He didn't do it in a time where he was negotiating for his life. You know, he did it in a time when everything was going up trump for the family of Saul. Saul was king. It didn't make sense for him to align his allegiance to a shepherd boy. 
It didn't make sense for him to align his allegiance to, 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 to David, who had no recognition within the families of Israel. But that covenant began to make a way. I'm here to say to you today, if you would live in covenant, walk in covenant, even your seed, the Bible says, and the seed of the righteous will be mighty on the earth. I speak over your children. I speak over your grandchildren. They will be mighty on the earth. Up until the third and the fourth generation from you, they will begin to speak of the things that you have done and of the ways. There are some people that I know that are even in ministry, that are enjoying the favor of ministry, not because they're the best preacher, but because of the grandparents that sowed the seed. And all they did is show up. And they're walking in that blessing. Amen. But I'm asking those that are recipients of a blessing, don't squander it. May you prepare seed for the next generation. Every generation has an obligation not to just look after themselves, but to take care of the future generation that is yet to come. Amen. For everyone that has gone through brokenness, everyone that has gone through bitterness, I pray this morning that you would release it. Some of you are not moving forward in your life because there's brokenness and there is bitterness. You've been dropped. been dropped by people. You've been dropped by circumstances. You've been dropped by those that are close to you. And you're feeling as if I can't get over this hurt. Some of you are not committing because you've been dropped. Been dropped by your mother. You've been dropped by your father. Been dropped by close, close people to you. You've been dropped by people that you put your whole trust in. And they, and, and they took it and they manipulated it. I'm here to say today, God is healing you. Can we just bow our heads where, where, we, where we are right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, remove that hurt. Won't you take a moment right now? See, it's not about anybody else. It's between you and God. Some of you have had past relationships that have hurt you. And every time you enter into a new relationship, you're carrying that past hurt. Some of you have pushed it back, so far back, into your subconscious that you don't even know you're doing it. But I believe there's an anointing in this house today that God can heal you from. Some of you are married but yet you are still carrying bitterness of hurt that has come from a generation before you. Your own parents, people that have spoken negative over your life. But God is saying, I'm here to heal you. In the name of Jesus, 
Some of you have been hurt by church and church people. But today is a new day. Won't you take a moment and release that? Release that person. Release that issue. Kabasete. In the name of Jesus, I pray that healing is coming over your sons and daughters. Healing is coming in the name of Jesus. As far as the east is from the west, you are removing that issue out of their lives. You are wiping the slate clean. You're not hiding it, Lord. We're acknowledging it and you are removing it. Never for it to come back into their lives. Never for them to be held back. I declare that there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ. We walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.